Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hello, everybody. Dave. Hello, Internet. And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with good thing. So, Craig, yes, do the do the good thing. I am. That was a good evolution of Tori's uh, trademark. Hello, Internet. That's how that's how the phrase came to be. Isn't that right, Tori? Yes, evolution in action. Um. All right, guys. I have so many good things to talk about this week, but uh, I'm only going to do one. And I will save the others for the future. Uh, I suspect that one of you guys will jump in with my other good thing. So we'll see. If not, maybe I'll mention it uh, when we're wrapping up the good thing. We're going to wait and see the exciting thing that's happening this week. Um, But my good thing, uh, now that Tori's here, I was waiting to mention it, is a Disney movie. Um, Guys, you're going to get a lot of this, probably, given that I have a little kid. But... um, Uh Here's the thing. I've been watching Disney films for ages. Having a kid has not changed any of it. Anyway, my good thing this week is Encanto, which is the latest Disney animated film. Um, It's on Disney Plus. You could go watch it if you have Disney Plus right now. The music has been done by Lin-Manuel Miranda. So it's really good. Like the music is yeah that it just just listen to the music and like that that's the most of the reason to well i mean it's a good movie but the music is like makes it next level so it's really good um it's currently my daughter's favorite movie probably because we watch it every day and so she watches it every day and she likes the music parts so uh so yeah. so i watched it a little while ago and did not know that lynn did the music but about three songs in, I was like, this sounds really Linny. And then I looked it up <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's Lin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, major, major Hamilton vibes from that. Yeah, music's really good. Um it 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 feels like it's an animated musical. I mean, that's like a lot of Disney films are. Um, but I feel like it could do really well on stage. It feels like a lot of the numbers are made for the stage. Um it's 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 a fun movie, guys. Yeah, I will I will chime in and agree with you there as as you predicted I would. Um I I watched it last week. I I am currently recovering from COVID and have been for quite some time now. So I've been watching a lot of movies and that was one of the ones I got to recently and love the soundtrack. It's very catchy. Um one of the things that I hate about most musicals is how you can't take the songs out of context. Like they they don't sound like a song you would just hear on the radio. Like right. it doesn't make sense if you don't have the plot of the musical with it. But these songs were catchy enough that I don't mind that. Um the we don't talk about bruno song is yeah yeah that's that's so catchy and um, in my head so much my so we watch it every day because of my daughter not because of us not not us purely for we believe it right um but my wife is also listening to the soundtrack while she works like it's just so catchy yeah and that surface pressure song i feel it in my soul so good (laughs) that's my wife's favorite that's my favorite too, which is which is not a knock against we don't talk about Bruno because we that don't talk about Bruno. Is that an one really absolute banger? Up. 
Right. It slaps, but it they all slap. Yeah, surface um, pressure. Woo. What's called Encanted? Encanto. I think Dave's like, the only uh, one like who Pokemon? hasn't watched it. Yes, like a Pokemon. I didn't even know Disney was still around. Oh my god. <laughs> it's there's only Disney Plus in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and all of Star Wars and probably the uh, Cosmere. If it's ever not Dude, around, you're gonna know because Cosmere. it's like Disney owns like eighty percent of all entertainment at this point. It's yeah, it's extremely bad on that front. But, yeah, but I was also to say before I had to stop because I coughed. Um, if Disney is ever not around anymore, you're gonna know because that means that the world ended. Basically, it's so it, it bothers me that they have this pseudo monopoly, but at the same time, it's for entertainment. So the fact of the matter is, if it's not entertaining, I don't have to watch it. So. That's sort of okay. I don't know. I have a weird relationship. Anyway, I don't know if I should mention it as part of good thing, but I, my wife was tested and we also got COVID like two weeks ago. No. Apparently. I mean, we're, we're fine now, but okay. like we, we got it like after, right after the holidays and, um, and it's like, well, why are we sick? It's like the flu. And then we, we got tested and it was COVID. So everyone yeah. on this podcast has had it at some well and, and that's how it is in this house um matt um matt and i his um his family had a christmas party at the same time that my family was having a christmas party the week before christmas uh so i went to mine and he went to his and then mm. um later his family called him and was like hey we've got covid so if you're feeling poorly you should probably get that tested and uh and he did he was thinking he had a cold or something and but he got tested and yep it was covid so then i got tested even though i felt fine at the time and it was covid but then later I started feeling absolutely terrible and about the time he was getting better from his so-called cold and I've just been down with it ever yeah. since. Like it hit me a lot harder than him, which is terrible. I mean, at least you guys found out early enough so you could like prevent the spread. But we didn't know. until I mean, we didn't spread it anyway. But the problem is we saw my family, my, my, my parents family the day after Christmas and we spread it to them because we didn't know we had it at that time. Um, yeah, we didn't was, show so symptoms until like three days after Christmas. And that was that's the sweet spot. Like the two days before you start showing symptoms is like the sweet spot of when you didn't spread it, which is why this disease is so bad, because people can spread it without realizing that they're sick. Right. Uh, and and say, wear a mask. Thank absolutely. You. Yes. I, I wear a mask to work. Um, and so looking at the timeline, it's like I, I would have gone to work for, you know, two or three days with it before I finally tested positive and stayed home. Um, but I wear a mask the whole time I'm at work and we are rabid about the about the hand sanitizer over there. So, like, um, nobody at work got sick. So masks are good wear your mask anyway so encanto is really good um go watch it and i might have a second good thing if no one else mentions so we'll see all right sounds like it's dave's turn uh my good thing this week is a youtube channel that i'm surprised hasn't come under my radar or maybe it did slightly and then came off of my radar but uh the almighty algorithm has decided it's time for me to check out the YouTube channel, She Says, S-H-E-S-E-Z. And it's a dude that does uh, some video game videos. 
And recently, the ones I've been getting into are the region break videos where he discusses difference between American and Japanese versions of different video games. And of course, he did it on Earthbound, which is his and my favorite game. And uh, just like he's one of those YouTube personalities that's just all around really pleasant. He makes you feel good just by listening to him talk and how pleasant he is and how, you know, polite he seems. Uh, kind of reminds me of Norman Crusoe from Gaming Historian in that regard, but uh, different style from Gaming Historian and covers different types of topics. Like Gaming Historian does more real world stuff, and I guess it's technical differences between games. But he goes, uh, the Region Break series is really good. He starts off with talking about how different the box art and manuals are, then all of the different sprite changes, and then uh, even like lore and you know, you know, culture differences between Japan and the U.S., and then also censorship because Nintendo of America had way stricter censorship policies than they did over in Japan. So just interesting to see the differences. It's a really pleasant channel to watch. I highly recommend it. YouTube dot whatever slash she says. I'm not sure if I I might have watched one of their videos about the regional differences. It's it is really interesting to see. Yeah, this, the series is called Region Break. He's also done. Yeah, 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 I watched that. Something else break where he goes out of bounds in games. Uh, I forget. Boundary Break. He also does Boundary Break where he goes out of bounds and you know kind of shows you what's off camera, what the player is not supposed to see in different video games, 2D and 3D. All right. Sounds like it's probably my turn. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it is. Okay. Uh, so my good thing this week is Spiduderman No Way Home, the new the new, uh, I love the new Spiderman. He's my favorite Mavarvel character. Yeah. Um, yeah. New Spider-Man movie. Uh, it, um, I'm not sure what to say about it without spoiling anything, but you should probably rewatch all of the Raimi movies and the Web movies <laughs> before you watch this one. And Into the Spider-Verse. No, don't watch Into the Spider-Verse before you watch this one, because Into the Spider-Verse is the better version of, like, nearly everything they did in this movie. Especially the end credits. But this is a good thing. This is okay. a good thing. This isn't... Well, Into the Spider-Verse is a good thing. Into the Spider-Verse is a way better thing, is is sort of what I'm saying, which is getting, which is undermining my good thing. Craig, Craig, what are you doing to me? <laughs> Just watch everything. Anyway, yeah, new... New sp- new spiduderman, go go be spidudered. Was this was this your other thing, Craig? Was this what no. you were gonna do? No, no. Dang. Someday I'll be able to leave my house again, and then I can go to a theater and watch the new. Sp- and since you'll have recovered from COVID, you'll be able to do so as safely as anyone can, because you won't be contagious and you won't be able to get it. Yay! Yay! Yeah, that is ooh good thinking. Yeah, you've got you've got a window where you can actually do stuff and not feel guilty about it. That is a bright spot to look forward to in my life. When when the wife and I had COVID and recovered, we used our window to eat at Red Lobster once. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Tori, I think it's your turn. Yeah, um, so Encanto is a good thing, and that was on my list of possible good things, and now I don't have to use it as my good thing because we just talked about it. Um, so it, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast, um, so I'm a little behind. Uh, I'm going to go with Witcher Season 2. Oh, I love me some Witcher. I love it. Love it. Um, 
I, I am I am more of a book fan than a game fan. I have mentioned in the past that every time I try to play the game, some peasant asks me if I want to play a round of Gwent, and then two hours later, I haven't actually uh, proceeded on the plot at all because I've been playing Gwent the whole time. Um, so I, I have not finished uh, The Witcher 3, um, and, and at this point, I don't know if I ever will. A card game is so addictive, you guys. Um, but I have finished all the books and uh, love the books. And the show is based on the books rather than the games. Um, they do make a lot of changes, but one of those changes was casting Henry Cavill as Geralt. Uh, so I, I don't mind. Um, anyway, I thought season two uh, improved on a lot of the stuff they did in season one. I think the casting is great and the adaptation is great. And they included my favorite story, um, from The Last Wish, uh, which was not in season one, and I was sad about that, but now it's in season two. That, that would be the first episode of season two. If you guys are curious, you can go watch it. Um, yeah, it's good. I like it. So is Geralt still just completely tired of everything? Oh, yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Such a mood. Like, that. That's his. that's what he goes into situations with. And then he has to start murdering things. And yes, it's and I I love that about his character. That is one of the things that uh, is also in the games, and that they do very well. Um, it's one of my favorite things about Witcher Three is whenever you try to um, take Geralt out of bounds uh, instead of hitting the invisible wall like you do in some games, or the the game actually telling you, you can't go here, you have to turn around. Geralt will just stop where he is, sigh and shrug, and tell you he's too old for this. Like, <laughs> turn around and go the other way. I love Geralt. He's my yeah. buddy. I still haven't played any of the games or read the books. I'm bad. If you ever do try the game... Do not play Gwent. Just don't do it. It's you won't. It, it that is a pit from which you will not escape. Just skip that part. It's optional. You don't need to do it for the game. Um, and I, I wish I had never done it ever. Wow! But everyone talks about it. It's what you do. You don't play Witcher. You play Gwent, and there's Witcher that happens. <laughs> yeah, doesn't happen nearly often enough. Oh my gosh! I can't get away from those cards. All right. So no one mentioned it. I'm a little bit surprised because now is the time for our live listeners who happen to be either on our Discord call with us, uh, in which case, thank you for joining us, um, or who watches the VOD like right after. Um, it is GDQ week. Come on, guys. Oh. Someone usually mentions it. Yeah, it I have started today. I haven't cared about GDQ in like four years. So really? Well, yeah. it's on now. You should care because they raise so much money. They do so many good things. Like, they are raising $3 million. It is crazy how much a bunch of gamers can get together and raise money for. Um, and it has started today. Games Done Quick. Um, you could just type in Games Done Quick. You'll pull up their site. You can go to Twitch. It's games.quick on Twitch. Um, they play. They do speedrunning events. They do some fun things. It's very entertaining. Just chill, watch. Uh, they are remote because of the pandemic. So people are just, you know, connecting and streaming on their their channel uh, with with their assistance, but uh, yeah, it's it's just I don't know. It's always a fun time just to have it sit around in the background and watch. Uh, maybe donate if you feel compelled to, but don't feel like you have to. Um, it's this week, so for our live listeners, go check it out. If you're listening to this after the fact, you can go watch the vods if you're really curious about what this event is and you're not sure about it. 
and maybe you'll like it and you'll want to see the summertime one when it comes around. I do um, have one small thing to add about GDQ is uh, Slay the Spire is actually going to be featured for the first time this year. Oh, I gotta watch that. Uh, Wednesday morning, I believe, is when it's currently scheduled. So that that would be cool. Um, they're gonna do like a Stardew Valley speedrun, which apparently is only like twenty minutes. We use some sort of glitch, I assume. Um, that's happening. Their awful games block is always a lot of fun, but that's like the middle of the night for for me, so I have to watch it after the fact. But yeah, I don't know. They just have fun fun showcases and stuff. Uh, all right. So, Dave. I think you finished yeah. a novella this week. Or yeah, if... I also read chapters 15 through 20 of Edge Dancer by Brandon Sander's daughter? Yeah. Son. If the face cam video you had up earlier was any guide, you may have just finished it. <laughs> no, I was reading the afterword. <laughs> read the afterword during it. It was only a page long. Okay. Uh, I finished it right before hopping into the voice channel. Uh, so yeah, start us off. What happened? Well, in a land called... The Cosmere. There existed some guy named Odium, I think. No, uh, Melfreesboro. Are you leading into an explanation of hobbit holes? Is that where you're going with this? <laughs> no. Um, Adonalsium, that's his name. Alright, chapter 15. What does Kasthan mean? Darkness's Kali, Zeth and Swordnimi, Spyward Windle, Lift stops to think. Or rather, thinks as a result of stopping. Mom stuff. Zeth and Nightblood see lift. Shouldn't be too hard to save someone from a herald and invested regicide and a cognitive shadow sword. I can't remember. Nightblood's a cognitive shadow, you said, right? I know that the the, the Besaken mm, were. No. Yeah, he was a type 4 augmented reality He's, mobile game. To the best of my knowledge, Nightblood is fairly unique. Like, yeah, there, there's the not four. another. There's not another thing that is the same kind of thing that he is. Correct. Oh. I mean, he's he is a type four entity. It's just they're. He's an investor. I don't know if it's same. actually type four. It's a it's a certain number, but he, yeah, he, he's special. What the heck was Shashara doing? Was she yeah. make this sword? That's a good question, <laughs> Dave. Well, whatever. Yeah, the rest uh... of us would also like to know that. <laughs> if only he would make the book called Nightblood, which is the sequel to Warbreaker. Brandon, please. Yeah, when's he going to make Mistborn 2, too? I swear, if someone says Electric Boogaloo. You right. just did! Oh, uh, <laughs> no, I have to swear now. Uh, no, I was, I was thinking 2-2, two, two, like the the ballet oh, outfit. Oh, like... Uh, Mistborn 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, like, like, like uh, Sonya Henny's 2-2, two, two, like they say on Car Talk. So like a mist cloak, but it's pink and it's tight and there's a frill around the waist. Yeah, that's what Vin wore to the balls, as far and, as I remember. And that tells people not to bother you because you're mistborning. Brandon could have made that choice, and I feel like he's a coward for not doing it. Yeah. What happens in this chapter, Craig? Wait, you don't remember? I do remember. Well, I, I wrote the notes. Yeah, so you I, did. Because it I helps me remember when I don't remember. So what does Kstan, 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 Kstan mean? I don't know, dude. I, I don't know. Uh, right. You should ask someone who actually read the chapter. Has I, it been, I, I read the copper mine. Hold on. Has it been too long since you two did uh, a randomizer together? Je yeah. uh, Craig no longer has Dave brain? I mean, I can occasionally figure out what Dave says, but 
it's it's hit or miss, guys. I'm not I'm not as good as I might seem. The answer is she says thanks, 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 because she's thanking somebody. All right. So what happens, Tori? <laughs> uh, this is the one where she sends Windle. She's in the library and she sends Windle to spy on Darkness's colleagues and Seth. And, you know, she has a moment of silence to stop and think and, you know, mourn her past and her mother and her inability to be a good daughter and her mother's dying moments. And then they come out of their meeting and Seth looks into the shadows and she swears that he's her. I think he even throws a like a lit sphere down into the shadows where she's hiding. And then he starts to pull out uh, his sword and black smoke puffs out of the scabbard and then he sheaths the sword back up and goes on his merry way. Or whatever the Seth equivalent of merry is way. Uh, and that's about it. Windle's spinal. Mm. How would then, how would Zeth have a have a merry way go about his merry way? What would would he <laughs> glumly gallivant? I think what he has to do is he just has to think about Kaladin and how depressed right, he is. Right, that's that's think. what I was thinking. Is that his merry way would be very similar to Kaladin's merry way. So uh, yeah. So anyway, Windles says, "Oh, they know where the uh, other radiant is," and then. Lift's like, oh, I guess we'll follow him. It can't be that hard. And I actually, I originally wrote Seth as a, a Radiant or Night Radiant regicide, but then I remembered I don't think he is a Night Radiant. Is he? Because he just had the Honor Blade. Uh, That's he why he was able to certify. was not when he killed Gavilar. Interesting. At the moment, I don't think he is either. Okay. Well, he's never said any... Well, he doesn't have to hold to any oaths, right? Like, he doesn't have the restrictions that Kaladin had because he had an honor blade. And now he has a nightblood. Uh, I think that's about Craig, it. Does, does what I said sound right? What did you say? That uh, Zeth, okay, for sure was not a knight radiant when he killed Gavilar. Correct. And I don't think he is at the moment of this he's, story. He's would-be equivalent of a squire. Okay. Alright, so does he have a sprint? Or will have if he becomes a I mean if um, he becomes a radiant. When do the when do if, the spren bond to the radiant? When it they depends. become radiant. Um it, oh, when you're okay. when you're a squire, you don't have a spren. You might have a spren interested in you, but no. Squire equals <laughs> no bond. Like how like how Windle was lift and totally wanted to be with her and not the cobbler guy. Um yeah. And then, so he had, what happened to the Honor Blade? It's like he dropped it during the Everstorm, right? When he was yeah. fighting in this guy. That's it. That's the last we heard of that sword. Believe so. Now, I was wondering, he's in cahoots with Nail. So, was it Nail's Honor Blade that he had? Like, there's only ten no. of those, right? Uh, no, the Honor Blade that Zeth had uh, was the um, Windrunner. Honor Blade, Talonos? so it belonged oh. to well, right. a name that I'm going to think of and say anyone feel like jumping in here at any point and telling me what the name is? So it's is? a dead guy who hasn't come back yet because the desolation is just coming upon us. Um, Or no, wait, no. The only dead guy was uh, Talon. Yeah, so all the rest gave up their Honor Blade. Like, that's what we see at the very beginning of, of Way of Kings. Isn't it, um... Yezrian was the... Thank you, Yezrian. Yeah. Wow. That's why I was like, if you were trying to remember him, yeah. He, he's the Windrunner patron slash her. So, why does Seth have his blade? So... 
Oh, I did. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's spoilers, but all the um. Uh, oh, didn't they leave him? Oh, they left him in that circle. Right. Like and the so all the Shin. That's have why there's only. All right. Honorably. Well, at least they did at the time. I don't want to jump ahead to the conclusion of the book, but I just thought of something. Um. So they left their honor blades behind, except apparently Nail, who still has. Well, maybe he just has a different shard blade that he acquired over the years. Huh. Anyway, I think we're done with chapter 15. So at the end of chapter 15, you were saying it wouldn't be that hard to follow uh, Zeth, right? All right. That was chapter how you 16. ended that? Yeah. Chapter 16. Lost well, like it's super hard. <laughs> uh, Zeth talks to Lyft. Why did he kill her? Uh-oh, Solfrena has competition. It's the orphanage philosopher dude. G2G, which means got to go. Oh, right. She, it was super hard, but she manages to follow them anyway. And then Seth turns around and talks to Lyft. She's like, why not kill me? Seth says, the sword likes you. So, you know, Nightblood got a little crush on Lyft. So I think Solfrena is going to have some competition. But I'm still going to ship Solfrena and Nightblood. Although, if... Now I'm curious, because if Seth Seth gets a spren, then he'll have two swords. And they'll have to change his name to Johnny Two Swords. (laughs) Oh, like from One Piece. Like, you know, the guy with the three swords, they call him Johnny Two Swords. Yeah. Yeah, I know Johnny Two Swords. Yeah. From One Piece, the guy with three swords. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know that guy. Well, let's say he has three swords, but they call him Johnny Two Swords short. Because it just sounds bad. No, because it's shorter than Rorona Rizzotto. His name is Zoro. I thought his name was Zoro. Zoro. It's yeah. It's supposed to be Zoro, but Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Or Johnny Two Sword Short. Yeah, because it's shorter. Pay yeah. attention, Craig. All right. Orphanage philosopher dude. It's the old guy. Like, oh, they're gonna chase him down in the alleyway. Gotta find him. That's the end of chapter sixteen. Right. You're the one uh, with the notes. Yeah. You're in charge here, my dude. Craig's the one with the. Copper mind open. Oh, okay. We need to pause real quick. Uh, Himija has graced us with fan art. Uh, clearly done in the last <laughs> ten minutes because that's when I said it. Uh, we have a miscloak tutu, and oh, it's one man, Mike. If only our listeners had some way to access our Discord server, they could see this amazing fan art. They could, but there's just no way. Wait, but maybe there is a way. They could go to Patreon.com/slash/CosmereCast. And get a link to our Discord on there. But, and they don't even have to give us money. But, you know, we'd like it if they did. But they don't have to. Yeah, we, we appreciate fake, our patrons. Okay. You don't have to be a patron. You you can still get all of our great content for now. Because we do have something planned for patrons only. Soon. Eventually. Maybe. Are you guys going to do that thing at some point? You're going to make me read two books in one week? It's but, yeah. for the fans. I actually, I did... I did buy a physical copy of the literature we will be covering, and then some. So, uh, yeah, I should get on that. We, we scheduled it for March, I believe. Yes, we did. Or, or we said we will schedule in March. We don't have a date, but uh, look forward That's to it. That's how it went, yes. Um, by the time this episode's released? And then, presumably, at some point, I won't feel like editing one week, so I'll just take the patron-only thing and release it to the main feed instead. Presumably. But that'll be at some point far in the future after it gets released just for patrons. This this Miss Cloak Tutu is, a, by the way, it, it is extremely good. I'm I'm very happy <laughs> about it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we were gonna go to go to chapter seventeen, right? Yeah. 
Oh, I thought that was the patron in chapter 17. <laughs> what if we just no. skip, we skip one chapter every week and only page? He's so terrible. We're not going to. Uh, all right, Mike, you want to read my uh, bullet points for chapter 17? I think you can do, do I? Yes. The answer is yes, I do. Okay. I do want to do that. Chapter 17, same old pancakes. Old man is probably mince pie cakes by now. All right, Craig. What did I mean when I read Dave's bullet points? <laughs> uh, save old pancakes and old man is probably Vince. Okay. Oh, I can figure this out. All right. Um. So Lyft, Lyft is running back to towards the orphanage and she runs out of her, her food fuel on the way. So that might be why they're old. Same. Old, I actually know what the same old pancakes mean, but, but she's trying to reach the old man. Oh, oh, because Stump is handing out pancakes. And so because the Stump is giving them out, they're probably old pancakes. Oh. No, it's it's a flavor she's already tried. Okay, thank you. Because remember, she wanted, she wanted to try all ten types. All yep. ten types. And doubling up doesn't count. And, and the old man is probably like a mincemeat by, by the time she gets it. It's taking so long. We don't have Mince time to eat. Mince pie cakes. Yeah. See you in chapter 17. Any questions? No. Nope. All right. Chat. Nope. Chapter 18. Darkness's minions killed the wrong person. People that believe a new soul is born when you wake up. Sounds like one of Seized's religion. Dude watches the others. The assassin, the surgeon, the liar, the high prince. Kind of rude to call Nightblood a liar. He's just forgetful is all. Arclo the sleepless in radiant stump. Uh, So this guy's weird and killed two people. And this guy is extremely weird, and I would like <laughs> to talk about him, not in spoiler time, uh, but after you get done with chapter stuff. Uh, so yeah, Darkness's minion went to go kill the guy, but oops, they died instead, and he claims self-defense, as, you know, a soldier would claim self-defense in murdering a child. And then he's hey, like, Hey, that oh. kid had a knife, and by knife, I mean a stick. A shard stick. So they get, you know, he's like, oh, our people have been watching uh, all of these Knights Radiant, the Assassin. Oh, wait. So he's listing all these Knights Radiant, but he actually mentions the Assassin, referring to Seth. And he's not a Knight Radiant, but I guess he's watchable. The Surgeon, Kaladin, of course, and the High Prince being Dalinar, who only recently became a Knight Radiant, uh, bonding with uh, Stormfather. And also someone he refers to as the Liar, which... Initially, I thought maybe he meant Nightblood because he was with the assassin. And then I thought maybe he meant Shallan. But then I realized it was Yasna because she lied about being dead. <laughs> Take that, Yasna. Yasna. <laughs> my favorite Lying part about, about being dead. Oh. My favorite part about Yasna, the Yasna is alive reveal is like she has to talk to Hoyd. <laughs> it's the best. She's like, oh, great. You're here. <laughs> but yeah, uh, probably. Probably, maybe, there's a small chance he's actually talking about Shalom. She lies about boots and stuff. Uh, and then he's like, I'm not the Radiant they were looking for. It was Stump. Uh, remember when you thought it was Stump, and then you thought it was your old man, but then, like, five pages later, it was the Stump again? Yep. You you always thought it was the Stump, though, didn't you? Yeah, until they started chasing uh, this this guy, Arklo the Sleepless, who's uh, made out of Kremlings. That's fun. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to be made out of Kremlin. All right. So uh, first we'll talk about the, the Omnithi people who believe that you 
every time you fall asleep, you die and you're reborn when you wake up with a new soul that has the memory of your former self. Is this a is this a Skadrian religion or is it just sound like the type of thing that a Skadrian religion would have? It could be one of the Skadrian religions, but is we it don't mentioned know. before this point here. Is it mentioned in, in the Cosmere before this point? Not that I'm aware of, but I don't think so. I'm okay. I am sometimes not aware of things that that happen. So you know, maybe hmm. a listener will correct us if that happens to be the case. I'd I'd be curious to hear if it did okay. show up before. So this old guy doesn't sleep, and his name's Arkelo, and he's made out of Kremlings, like just hordes and hordes and broods of Kremlings, making up a body that can more or less resemble a human and full someone at a distance of three feet or more. And since there's COVID and they have to social distance, everyone just assumes he's human. Uh, All right, Mike, take it from here. Am I doing your bullet points again? I thought you wanted to talk about Arklo. After we get done with chapters. Oh, I thought you meant after we got done with chapter. No, let's let's finish the book and then and then we'll talk about him. Alright, chapter 19. Well, if the children can't be adopted, at least their fear could be. Alright, I'm, I'm going to pull this up right now. It's page uh, 675 in my publication of Arcanum Unbounded. It says right here... Alright, so she's she's back in the ha- she's back at the orphanage where darkness is and she's gonna confront him and she's you know, she's listening to all of the, the thoughts of the people or whatever she does. And then it says it was hard not to adopt the fear of the children around her. That's either a poor or brilliant choice of words. <laughs> I couldn't decide which. It seems a little insulting, but also very clever at the same time. Any uh, thoughts on that bullet point? It could be both. I assume that Brandon <laughs> wrote it and he was like, ha ha, Lord, yeah, I'm that, troll. That stood out to me as well. <laughs> okay. Lift can make Stormlight, so she's going to try to out-invest Nail. Nail being darkness, whatever others he has. The the Herald of Justice. She sort of stole this trick from Vin, if you remember her fight with Sean Alariel, and she pretended to be out of 18. Old Stumpy is back from her roof shower. Why not finish her darkness? Lightning Rod. I will listen to those who have been ignored. Nail fail. So, yeah, she's encountered the darkness. Uh, she's going out and getting like, oh, we're having a stump. And then Stump had said she was going to the roof to infuse the spheres. And then she comes back down. She's like, she smacks uh, darkness from the back of the head with a two by four. And she's like, get, get all my kids, jerk. And then she hits him again. And then he chokes her, throws her down the stairs. And like stabs her with the regular knife instead of his shard blade because he's trying to bait Lift into using her healing powers on her for some reason. He already knows she's a radiant. Maybe he's trying to figure out what order she's from. I don't know. But uh Lift doesn't fall for it. She gets him to chase her back onto the roof and then she's first uh Windle turns into this rod. Not a shard blade, a shard rod, and blocks an incoming attack from Darkness's shard blade. And then she speaks the words, I will remember the words of Radiance. I will listen to those who have been ignored. And, you know, that includes her enemies. She listens to Darkness's plea and, you know, gets kind of forces him to come uh, to grips with his failure his inability to stop the Knights Radiant and to to prevent the ensuing desolation. 
And then she hugs him, and then he runs away, because he doesn't know how to feelings. And that's the end of chapter 19, I think. Yeah, I have I have nothing here. Just real, really wanting to talk about that crab guy. Yeah. But, uh, but hugs. Okay, but crab guy. No, hugs. Power, the power of friendship. I, I, yeah, I like this ending. This was scene. sweet. Y'all, crab guy. No, no, no. We still have a chapter before crab guy. Yeah, we have yeah I know. Crab, sure. I want to get through the chapter so we can talk about Crab Guy. Fine. Chapter 20. You don't have to be a sword. You have to be a spear. You hilt. A dozen pancakes and Mike's mom (laughs) comes back. Shard fork, which seems a little dangerous. No lift. You had it right with grand indigestion. There's this running gag where she can't pronounce grand indicium, so she just makes up words as she goes. There were three different instances. One, I think, was just like a random jumble of letters that were sort of indicium. Then she calls it the grand indigestion. Then she calls it the grand indifference in the final chapter. I like grand indigestion, personally. Ew, nine pancakes? Are we even on Roshar? If Lyft can't put down roots, I would question if she really had the cultivation surge. Lyft becomes a void bringer the end. So at the very end of the book, she says to Windle, No, I don't think you're actually a void bringer. And it sounds like something a void bringer would say. Telling a void bringer that they're not a void bringer, you guys seems pretty suspicious. I agree. Mm. Uh, yeah, so she realizes that Windle doesn't have to be a shard blade. Though Windle thinks he would look cool as one, he does enjoy looking like a fork. Though he was a majestic fork. Uh, and <laughs> she goes to grab the pancakes with the shard fork and pokes uh pokes some holes in the table. And I, you know, I hope she doesn't wait. Is there, like, a thing where you can't stab yourself with your own shard blade? Is that ever, like, specified? I, I don't think there's anything Spork. that prevents it. Sporksified. I think it falls under you can't cut yourself with your own lightsaber for no good reason. <laughs> I mean, Lyft does this in, you know, if you're being careful, because, you know, a fork is more or less flat. You know, except for the actual points. So as long as maybe, like, she's really careful not to put the fork, the pointy part of the fork, too deep into her mouth, like, maybe she'd be all right. But it seems kind of stupid, but cute, like me. So, like, the Jedi should be, basically every single one of them should have four cyborg limbs because of how incredibly dangerous lightsabers are. And they just flip those things around. Yeah, but they're trained. They train them with the safety shard blades. I think if Lyft has had any training whatsoever, that eating featured heavily in it. So I'm sure she's safe with a fork. Ah, and there you have it. And that's the end of this week's chapters. Bye, everybody. All right. Okay. (laughs) So the only other point here... Oh, yeah, she goes back to the palace. She's like, uh, Windle's like, oh, we're not going to plant roots here, you know. And I think it's a little supposed to be a little cheeky like she's the cultivation surge and metaphorically not planting roots here in the name of the city which i never wrote down for the entire novella but uh she's gonna go back to azir and the palace and uh or as i think azimir is the name of the capital city but you know she's gonna go back to her friend gox because they need her they need her help and stuff okay all right crab guy oh one more thing nine pancakes and I realized that this actually makes sense because Town was left behind, so he doesn't get a pancake. Oh, pancake. Okay, on that, uh, so 10 is an arc number in the Stormlight Archives, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, but, like, schedule 16. Yeah. 
but what actually is the arc number is 10 minus 1. Not necessarily 9, but in like every Depends group of 10 in. in like every group of 10 that we see, there's like one weird one that that doesn't really fit, right? Mm. So like the high princes, the heralds, the pancakes. It's, it's the pancake. It's 10 yeah, minus 1. So like there's 10 high princes but Dalinar's kind of an oddball. Yeah. So which of the 10 surges is the oddball? I don't um, even know the 10 surge. I have some Ray. guesses on that, but they come from future books. So Rayfo. Okay. So yeah, Rayfo. The Rayfo surge. It's the weird one. <laughs> okay. All right. Crab guy? Yeah, crab guy. Yo. Crab guy. Dave, are you on board with crab guy? He's kind of weird. He is pretty weird. Shall we talk about him? All right. Okay, crab guy. Uh, so crab guy is a Dicean Iamian, uh, which was mentioned by Hoyd. In one of the first two books, I can't remember which one. No, the the one where he's talking about like gobbledygook and being cut up into pieces and reassembled badly. He mentions dicey and Iameans, but we didn't have any background to understand that at the time. Uh, so yeah, crab guy is a dicey and Iamian. Um, basically, he's a hive mind who breeds and controls Kremlings. And, and has several, like, very specialized ones that allow him to do a bunch of different cool things, like look vaguely human, or hear stuff that is far away, because he's got an ear crumbling somewhere. Harmony's ears. That sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Um, this is not the only kind of Iamian. We also have Saya Iameans. Uh, you may remember... Axes the Collector, a.k.a. Wowbagger the Infinitely Prolonged. That was the kind of vibe that I was getting here uh, from Arklo. He talks about being immortal and how you get bored when you have infinite time. And you're not when you're not concerned with self-preservation, you have not only you have infinite time, but you also have that more productive time because you're not focused on the preservation, right? So... Yeah, with the lowercase p preservation. So uh, yeah, it did remind me of the the Spren studier guy. His name I couldn't remember and didn't care to look up. Um, but yeah, they are they are both Iameans. They are different types of Iamean. What is an um, Iamean? A thing from Iamea. Is that a planet? Uh, no. So, it's, so open it's a up your book and take a look at the map. And in the lower left hand side, there's an island that's called Amea. Well, series of islands on the book. map of Roshar. Yes, yeah. on the map of Roshar. It's a place on Roshar. Um, There's no islands on Roshar. They get washed up by the high storms. It's to the far left of Shinovar. So by the time the high storm reaches there, it's sort of like, and that's it. Right. Shinovar doesn't really get high stormed that, right? Because they have the stupid right. grass. Yeah. Well, it's not the stupid grass. I mean, it's the mountains that surround it, and it's the fact that it's to the far west. By the time the high storm reaches there. It's used up most of it. But the stupid grass grows there because they don't get the storms. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Iamia, at some point in the past, and this is information that you already have, uh, it was scoured. What does that mean? Not really sure. When did it happen? Also don't know. But Iamia, scoured. There aren't very many Iameans around anymore. And that's what we know about Iamia and the Iameans and the crab guy. So... They're not he, so. It's described as being made as Kremlings. He's actually made up of something called Hordlings, which just look like Kremlings. Um, so, also, it is completely fair to assume that any Kremling that you have seen might be a Hordling. Actually, 
Huh, so they're actually not Kremlings. It's so equally... sometimes a Kremling's just a Kremling, but other times it's mentioned in a book, oh, there's a Kremlin sitting over there. Ah, it was not a Kremlin. Yeah, and we don't know how to distinguish them, so I assume that every specifically mentioned Kremlin wasn't a Kremlin. There may Check not be Kremlings. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's a safe bet. Like, in the same way that there aren't Brontosauruses. There are, there are only Brachiosauruses. Therefore, no Kremlings, only Hordlings. Every single one that got mentioned, as far as I'm concerned, was part of a Dicean Iamian and was doing stuff. Hey, guess what, Mike? And, and Shallan's brother is on their hit list. Guess what, Mike? Brontosauruses are a thing again. What? No, it was a Stegosaurus skull attached to a no. Brachiosaurus skeleton. Stegosaurus It's, it's back. It's back. No. So I'm going to read from the wiki page. Um, they were originally thought to be related to Aposaurus, but researchers proposed in 2015 that, Bront that Brontosaurus is a genus separate from Apatosaurus. So 2015, the Brontosaurus is back, baby. But it was based on an, a paleontologist doing a dumb in like the it's 1800s. It's back, baby. They just put the wrong skull on a different oh, skeleton. exists again. <laughs> That's like, you know, crop circles. Like, yeah, we have people that have explained what they did and how they did it. But no, it's actually alien. No, it isn't. We we know what happened. Well. No, I defy this. Okay, you, you could talk to paleontologists. I, I will say it looks like they are arguing about it. So you might fall into the camp of they are the same as Apatosaurus, but... I don't know, some feel like Brontosaurus should be its own thing, so we'll have to wait and see. But as of this point, Brontosaurus is back. Anyway, that doesn't change anything of what you were saying earlier. So yeah, uh, anytime you see a Kremlin specifically mentioned, assume something's up. And if you ever get around to a reread, which, I mean, someday you might be able to. of every crab. Got yeah. it. <laughs> yes. Very much so, yes. Gruber uh, words have been spoken. Um, all right. Tori, since this is the the last bit of this, uh, do we have a diagram to consult? So no, no, we don't. Okay. What? No diagram. So next <laughs> we do week... have a diagram, but there have been no changes since the uh, the last item we finished three episodes ago. Well, so I might want to ask, what are we reading next? I don't know, Craig. What are we reading next? Well, we are no. reading Oathbringer. <gasps> Oathbringer. I've... I can listen to the no, podcast soon. No, not yet, Dave. Well, we have you've to got... make it through Oathbringer first. Yeah, buddy, you've got like six months to go. Um, <laughs> it's but... a Stormlight book. So next week, uh, in in addition to the overview of this novella, uh, I would also like to cover just the bits, the, the, the bits that weren't in stories in Arcanum Unbounded that yeah. I, we, we had originally planned for before we started this, but... Uh, some things got lost in translation, so we skipped it. Uh, we were too excited. Yeah. Were we doing that before or after Oathbringer? Uh, we are doing that next week. Next week. Before so, okay. Oathbringer. Um, gotcha. Also, oh, last... Speaking of Oathbringer, I actually wanted to just uh, call out a little bit of the postscript from Edge Dancer. And Brandon does kind of hint at the fact that Lyft will play a bigger part in Stormlight 3. And also darkness, he had to figure out some way to make his uh, story arc make some sense. So that was kind of the the drive behind writing Edge Dancer was 
give Lyft more character because Brandon does really like Lyft and knew that he had to use her and knew that she would already be kind of established with her oaths and wanted to showcase that as well as uh, fill in some gaps with Nail's backstory. And then I just, I love this uh, at the very end of the postscript. The plan for the novella was for it to be 18,000 words. It ended up around 40,000. Oh, well, that just happens sometimes, particularly when you're Brandon. Whoops, yeah. accidentally wrote <laughs> two and a half times more novella than I intended to. Yeah. All bean. Um, yeah, so we didn't do a cast list here. We had it scheduled for last week, but um, all three of us that recorded last week completely forgot about it until day of, and we didn't feel like scrambling for it. Uh, so that is being pushed to being included in the Oathbringer cast list, which is fine, because... Uh, pretty sure most of the characters from this are also in that. Um, yeah, uh, Stump isn't an Oathbringer, but I, I think we can... Yeah. It's fine. It's just fine. remember to cast her. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's where we're going. Going to Oathbringer, and after Oathbringer, Dave can start listening to spoiler time for a bit, and then he'll have to stop again. Rhythm of War starts coming out. Woo! Um, I well, have a... A non-Cosmere thing to talk about, uh, since Hamija is on the call. I owe him this. He sent us Christmas cards. Oh, um, yes. yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> the Christmas and, cards and are excellent, and there is a special request on them. So, Craig? I was told I need to try to pronounce Merry Christmas in Danish. Uh, so I apologize to everyone who speaks Danish, because I'm going to get this wrong. No, so Craig. pronounce this. Craig, this is a yeah. wonderful gift that you're giving to the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, here we go. You ready, guys? Glad to link Jewel. Excellent. Do do? As far as I know, that's correct. I do not speak <laughs> Danish. Well, if I said it, it's automatically wrong, though. So so I'm waiting for Hamija to type that I was All way right. wrong. Hamija said excellent, excellent. which excellent. I, I don't know how to take that. It might be that you're... <laughs> you're a, just what I expected. It might be that your pronunciation was horrible and hilarious. It might be that it was spot on. It could go either way. Here's where I actually said Merry Toilet or something, and then we'll never know. <laughs> All right. The uh, soft sounds. Oh, they're Just soft as I expected, which means you did it badly, but in a funny way. So <laughs> I, I think everybody got got what they wanted out of this. Uh, speaking of getting what we wanted, uh, you guys want to end the episode? Uh, I have a spoiler thing or two okay. to talk about. We can do spoilers. I'm, I'm on board with spoilers. Uh, but we gotta kick Dave off. We do need to kick Dave, so, uh, wait, real quick, uh, did you enjoy Ed Dancer? Yeah, I did enjoy Ed Dancer. Edged Dancer, I meant to say Edged. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even pronounce the name of the book, that's in English. I liked it. I, I, honestly, I, I thought that Lyft's quirks were a little more enjoyable in smaller doses, but she got deeper character development, which was good. So it's kind of a mixed bag as far as Lyft's character. It's like, yeah, having her talk about food and, you know, stuff like that. Being a, being I, a I like... think you'll enjoy Oathbringer Lyft. I, I think okay. you will. All right, cool. Yeah. But, like, some kind of balance. A little less of the idiosyncrasies, but the character growth being there. And still being like, yeah, I'm awesome kind of deal. So, like... Maybe it was just a little overtuned with her, uh, uh, you know, with the, yeah, I, with like the catchphrases and stuff. And I fundamentally agree that Brandon trying to type uh, or trying to write comedy is 
it's a bit much and could could do with some toning down maybe be a little little more subtle yeah all right go away dave um i will say real quick before dave goes Bye. Uh, this book has made me appreciate Lyft a bit more because when we got to her in Words of Radiance, I didn't really care for her. Um, and then this book came out and I'm like, all right, yeah, she's not that bad. I mean, she's a teenager. Um, slash, no, she's 10. See, she acts more about? like a, yeah, she actually acts more, but yeah, she, she's, she's been she's 10 right. for three years. So, all right. Bye, Dave. Bye. Uh, nice. Dave made his own going away sound. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Dave's gone. Play the thing. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. All right, the thing has been played. Craig, Yeah. regale us with your spoileriness. I have two things I would like to discuss. Uh, one is the die. Dicean Amians, since we Dicean Amian. Every vowel gets a syllable. Come on, Mike. He can't even pronounce Apatosaurus. I said Apatosaurus. Well, he did introduce us to Ed Dancer. I so, <laughs> Which so, is gonna be a a name that I use in a game at some point. The the Diceans, um so there are twenty-four sleepless. Now this is information that we got from Dawn Shard. Which, of course, we're not going to read that until after Oathbringer, I believe. Um, there's 24 Sleepless. However, Arklo is not part of the hierarchy of the main group of Sleepless that are out there protecting on shards. Uh, he sort of he he does his own thing, which they do not agree with. So therefore, he's not in really active communication with them because um, he's out there trying to actually talk and watch the the radiance, whereas the others are protecting the Dawn Shards over, for the most part, Edemia, but also other. Um, we're going to get a little bit, tiny bit, I think, in Oathbringer is when we have like a little chapter where someone actually reaches the um, Emiya and gets destroyed. Um, but of course, Dawn Shard is the bulk of our information. We'll get more of them later. I don't know if yep. there's anything else you want to say about that. Uh, no, I, I covered what I wanted to cover in okay. my bit. Yeah, there there's a lot of interesting stuff that we don't really know about, but they have access. They have used surge binding in the past. Um, they cannot be killed, uh, although I'm actually curious about that. Uh, they're made up of different hordelings, which I imagine have some sort of connection with each other. And therefore, that's how they're able to communicate um, over the whole entire planet. Um, so I wonder if you could like mess around with connection to like break it and therefore be able to kill them. So the copper mine says they can't be killed, but I think that's just based on the understanding that we have. Like, you're not going to be able to use a sword that isn't Nightblood to kill them. However, Nightblood slash playing with connection might be able to destroy them. I don't know why you'd want so, to destroy them. We don't know if they're up to any good or bad. Um, so I don't really trust that, them, although I trust Arklo. I think he is okay. So you're saying that Ishar could totally off one of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, and eventually Dalinar, once he actually figures out how to... I and, don't and, believe and, that will ever happen. Don't forget Shalon's brother. Shalon's brother could take out a few. Absolutely he could. Which one? <laughs> I don't know, but he would start with the legs. Oh, okay. the, oh the right, brother that, that, that Yeah, he hasn't done that in a while. The totally kid. not a budding serial killer brother. Yep, that guy. Yep. Uh, all right, Craig. What's your what's your second thing? You had two things. The second thing was the weird surge bind ability because that actually we know what the weird surge binding ability. Um, adhesion 
which is Kaladin's prime, I guess the secondary. It's it's the no, one it's he shares primary. with Dalinar. And yeah, so adhesion is the weird one. Um, we learned that through, of course, uh, Rhythm of War. Um, that's the the whole idea is that this surge is not you can't access it. Um, what am I talking about? What are the people, the uh, the the singer people, they cannot access this surge. It's um, it's pure honor. It is pure. It's made of pure honor, and it wasn't affected by the the anti tower juju magumbo that was happening in Rhythm of War. Right, which is why Kaladin was still able to go all diehard on everyone, stick the thing. And he had a a very badly engineered flying glove. <laughs> that's right, that is true. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, that's the weird surge. Yeah, the whole, the arc numbers of 10 and 10 minus 1, like, it pops up over and over. I think I've said it before, I'm pretty sure Odium's number is 9, because everything related to him is 9. Whereas Honor's number is 10. And we don't know what a Cultivation's number is. Could be 3. If I had to guess, I would guess 3. But I don't have a strong reason for that guess. But in my opinion, yeah, this know. sort of comes back to all of the shards seem to have a number associated. We see the number 5 a lot um, from Endowment. Uh, so that would be on Nalthus. Um, 16, of course, pops up all the time related to preservation. So... It seems like there's a certain number that appeals to each shard. Uh, Ten for honor, nine for ODM, again, is my Ruin strong guess. is probably one, but we don't know for sure. Yeah, I would guess the number one for Ruin as, like, the direct opposite of Preservation 16. Um, and since 16 is the big overall number, um, we don't have anything more than 16. So, as and far then... as we know at this point. I would tie three more into uh, Cell, but that was also before all of this got like properly codified, so that could be anything. Oh, so you're saying maybe Dominion or Devotion could have been three? Although yeah, it's all, but, like you said, it's all weird now. But again, have a like, chart holder. that book got written before before we know that all of this got like properly, you know, planned out and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, could be could be anything, could be nothing. Yeah, good stuff, but. Yes, arc numbers on Roshar are very definitely 10 and 10 minus 1, which may or may not be 9. 10 minus 1 feels feels more accurate to me, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not that there are a bunch of groups of 9 things, it's that there are a bunch of groups of 10 things with one weird thing that doesn't quite fit. Yeah. And Dalinar as the High Prince that doesn't fit also applies to several other High Princes if you categorize them differently. So, like... Um, who was the guy that Shalon scammed Sabariel. out of a bunch? Sabariel. Yes, Sabariel is also a weird high prince because he doesn't do like he doesn't do direct go to battle. He's he's a merchant, you know. Maybe the moral of the story is that we're all unique in our own special ways. I mean, there's a bit of that, but it's yeah. I think it ties into the arc numbers that you know. In every group of ten, there's one weird one. So like in the Knights Radiant, there's the Skybreakers. Didn't disband yeah yeah all right well that's, i think that's, that's an episode so bye everybody good night internet bye this has been the cosmere deep dive podcast follow us on twitter at, at @cosmerecast or like us on facebook our theme music is traveling made up continents by gillicuddy used with permission hear more from him at the free music archive thanks for listening mm-hmm.